Hello, and you are back in the Velvet Room with Joker the Fool. This is our fourth episode, and today we will be discussing supplementation. Everybody's looking for a magic pill today, and I'm here to uh, talk into the industry that sells you these quote-unquote magic pills, the supplement industry. I've gotten really into supplementation as a part of my quest of um, being healthy and, and getting into fitness and everything. And, um, you know, as I just said, supplements is a big part of that. But to me, um, establishing healthy lifestyle habits and engaging with them is the most important thing to do for your long-term health. And if you want to achieve any sort of athletic goal, um, exercise is going to be the most important thing. So consistently exercising and consistently training um, towards some sort of athletic goal is the primary thing you need to focus on. Uh, and then everything else comes second. And then the third thing um, with this is that nutrition is infinitely more important and effective than supplementation. So if you um, aren't as um, on point with your nutrition as you could be, and time and resources that you would invest into supplements could be you know, invested into improving your nutrition, I would suggest doing that first and then going into supplements. So without further ado, we'll talk about a very broad outline of supplements. I do want to do a series on supplementation where I'll cover um, basically nutritional supplements. So supplements that are meant to cover some sort of nutrition deficiency in your nutrition. Wellness supplements, these are the you know things that are sold that'll you know heal you, make you feel better, improve you know some aspect of your life. Um, you've got the weight loss and appetite management supplements, and then you've got performance supplements, supplements that will make you more anabolic, more athletic. Um, these sorts of things, you know, tocasterone, creatine, um, are are in that you know area of what I'm talking about. So we'll talk about nutritional supplements first. So with uh, nutritional supplements, of course, um, if your nutrition is off point and you have a deficiency because of that, the easiest thing to do is to um, address that with your dietary choices. And if you still have um, nutritional deficiencies or you're concerned about those sorts of things, then really what you want to do is establish what you're deficient in. And the um, only way you're going to do that is through blood work. And once you've done that, you want to find um, what you're deficient in. And then you want to find the most bioavailable um, form of that um, vitamin or mineral or whatever it is you're deficient in and take that consistently to resolve um, that deficiency. So if you're deficient in magnesium, then something like magnesium glycinate, which is the least harsh, most bioavailable form of magnesium is um, what you would want to take. If you have a B12 deficiency, you're looking for methylcobalcinamine instead of just a regular cobalcinamine. And that's a bit complicated but really with nutritional supplements is you want to establish a you have the deficiency or you can benefit from supplementing um, it more into your diet uh, um, and which is only done by blood work to finding the most bioavailable form of um, that sup of that in a supplement uh, and then taking that consistently and seeing how that affects your health and the, how that affects your blood work and if it has a positive effect you can continue with the supplementation and with um, vitamin D uh, vitamin D is a very common supplement to take. It's a fat-soluble vitamin, so you want to take it in the morning because that's um, typically uh, the best time to take it. And you also want to take it with um, fat. So if you have, um, you know, eggs with butter, uh, take, you know, some vitamin D with that in the morning, and it's going to help your body absorb it more than if you just, you know, slammed it with some water. So 
that's the um, basic overview of um, nutritional supplements is that you're only going to benefit if you have a perceived if you have a deficiency uh, which is only going to be established by blood work and then you want to make sure you're taking the most bioavailable form and that depends on what um, exactly you need to take so that, that's what you want to keep in mind and also with fat soluble vitamins a d i think e if he's a vitamin uh, and k are all fat soluble vitamins so if you're taking those if you're supplementing those you want to take those with uh, some fat and the same thing goes with um, omega free fatty acids so fish oil supplements are sold um, a lot um, they're, they're very common for you know people to take um, uh, as o fish oil is a great source of omega free fatty acids of course you could always just eat fish or eat foods that are high in omega freeze and um, those other um, healthy fatty acids so again Nutrition is more important than supplementation, and it's going to be more effective. So you want to focus on getting your nutrition on point as much as possible first, and then looking into supplementation. That's my personal um, opinion, and the way that you do that is you want to source things as best as possible. And this is very important with supplements. So most supplements um, are garbage, just like most uh, food products are garbage. So if you're buying supplements from the grocery store or most ones that are sold on Amazon, then you're going to be most likely buying a low quality supplement. So you want to do um, your due diligence, your research and source the best quality uh, supplements on in terms of just um, the bioavailability of the supplement that you're taking. You want to make sure it's dosed properly. You want to make sure it doesn't have um, any harsh synthetic additives um, to it um, and these are usually in the pill form or these are usually these like gummy things that have um, refined sugars and artificial colorings and flavorings to make it more appealing to eat of course it's also going to degrade your health in the long term so I would suggest um, sticking with simple stuff sticking with um, stuff that's high quality and you're really going to find that um, online uh, really, so I would avoid um, any supplements you get from the big box stores because anyone who's operating at that scale large enough is usually sacrificing quality. And with a uh, supplement, quality is of the most um, importance um, because you want to make sure everything's dosed properly and what's being dosed is actually um, bioavailable, as in your body's going to absorb it and make use of whatever supplement you're taking because that's a, another important thing. And this um, especially comes into play with any sort of performance supplement or any supplement that's been um, studied to improve um, some sort of function in terms of like making you or making you be able to build more muscle. This is stuff like creatine or decastrone or NMN. These are usually done with um, certain dosages for the studies that they do when they run these uh, control trials and say it's like 600 milligrams of you know this um, thing and then you'll have a supplement company sell that um, compound and only have 300 so you're not getting the effect that you would be um, from that supplement based if you're basing it on um, that trial so you want to do your due diligence again and making sure things are dosed properly and things are as bioavailable as possible and that's going to come with researching into the specific supplement that you want to take and in terms of performance supplements i guess we'll go um into um that i would say the best one to take um is creatine that is um the most studied sports nutrition supplement it's um the most common one that you'll um, run into when you start looking into supplementation and creatine is definitely not only good for um 
anabolic um, health, I would suppose, or, or becoming more anabolic as in building muscle. It's great for brain function. It's great for um, all sorts of things in terms of just your general health. Uh, and it's a very simple um, thing to do is you want to find something that's just creatine monohydrate in powdered form and take about five grams a day for the average person in perpetuity and then see how that um, improves your health. Uh, if you don't notice anything in terms of um, increased muscle performance, increased cognitive benefits, the other um, benefits of creatine, then you can up to about 10 grams a day. And if, you know, a couple weeks you still don't notice anything, you can stop taking it because you're most likely a creatine non-responder, which is a thing for uh, people. Uh, unfortunately, there are people who don't respond to creatine. There are people who don't respond a lot to a lot of things. There are people who respond negatively um, to certain supplements, stuff like if you supplement with um, synthetically made iron supplements, those can be harsh to your gut. So you want to, like I said, do your due diligence, make sure you're sourcing things as best as possible, and you want to see how these things affect your health, and always keep in paramount that um, your nutrition is going to be more important than um, what your supplements you're going to be taking. And in terms of improving your health and improving your performance, um, your lifestyle habits and your exercise are going to be far more determinative um, of that than um, whatever supplements you're taking. Because you can take creatine and uh, sit on the couch all day and eat McDonald's and you're not going to build muscle. Creatine only works uh, in terms of building muscle or making you more anabolic if you're putting your body under the stimulus to develop muscle, which means you're consistently living, lifting um, heavy weights or doing calisthenics to some sort of uh, failure point or close to that where you're forcing your body um, to respond to the stimulus that you've created where it can re where it responds by not only recovering from what you've done to it but compensating and building more muscle and strength so that way um, you can hit it with a harder stimulus and then it grows again and then that's the uh, cycle that you're looking to get onto and you can't get onto that with a supplement a supplement can help make um, that recovery happen quicker it can make the muscle that you build more developed more more prominent in some cases it can help with um, gaining more strength than if you weren't taking it but primarily if you have any sort of athletic or performance goal then your training is more important than what supplements you're taking uh, and this goes with being healthy as well so if you want to sleep better if you want to feel better about yourself then your lifestyle habits are what's going to be more important than any supplements you're taking so if you have a bad nighttime routine uh, you're not going to be sleeping properly no matter what supplements you're taking. So you don't want to be relying on melatonin or some other sort of sleep aid to compensate for the fact that um, you're going to bed at the, the wrong time. You don't have any sort of established nighttime routine and your environment's full of blue light at the wrong times. So I'm not saying this to say that I'm perfect with my sleep or anything, but if you want to sleep better, you want to address your lifestyle habits that surround your nighttime routine first before you start supplementing with anything to um, help aid your sleep. Not that you can't do both, but it's not going to be as effective as if you just had a solid nighttime routine that guaranteed you getting around eight hours of consistent deep sleep in a um, cold, dark room with um, no light and you're preferably not looking at um, harsh blue light um, an hour or at least an hour, I would say, before 
uh, you go to sleep so that way your brain can properly shut down and do these sorts of things now you know is that the, the easiest thing to do in our very connected world no but it's something that you ought to be aware of if you're thinking about um, doing anything to improve your sleep first is that's going to be far more effective than um, taking any supplements to improve your sleep and you know this goes for you know things with if you want to take a supplement to improve your gut health again you know we'll come back into nutrition what you're eating what you're consuming is going to be more um, important to your gut health than a supplement that you can take you can take all the probiotics um, in the world and those can you know introduce bacteria into your gut and help with your health but if you're uh, eating a diet that's um, inflammatory to your gut, high amounts of gluten, um, artificial um, dyes, seed oils, things that inflame your gut. Um, the probiotics aren't going to undo that. They're going to help um, your gut repair the damage that you're doing to it. But if you want to have good gut health, you need to eat a gut-friendly diet consistently. And that's the way you're going to have good gut health. And that's the way you're going to have wellness um, for the entirety of your um body because so much of your body is determined by your gut health and moving on to the last class of supplements these are um, weight loss um, and um, appetite management supplements like you take um, two of these these called uh, no morbidity and ember um, I, I take these to help um, manage my appetite and they also um, you know work for general uh, mood boosting as well but I wouldn't have achieved my um, fat loss um, if it wasn't for me being consistent with my diet. And that's the only way you're going to achieve any sort of long-term weight loss goal in terms of losing fat and keeping it off is you need to get your diet on point. And you can use um, a high quality, like the ones I mentioned from the Ambrosia Collective. Am Ember and No Morbidity are, are the two that I would take. Like again, mo I say most supplements are garbage, the way most food products are garbage, so most fat burners are just caffeine pills that are way too overdosed and all these sorts of things, so I wouldn't, I would stay clear from these unless, you know, again, you do your due diligence, your research, and, you know, it seems like something that's sourced, um, and, sourced and dosed um, adequately, then I, I, you can roll the dice with it, but again, it's not going to do anything if your nutrition isn't on point, and if your um, lifestyle habits surrounding your nutrition aren't on point as well. You can take as many fat loss pills or, or appetite um, suppressants as you want to, but if you're still eating garbage food, you're going to have a garbage body, and there's no real way around that. So supplementation is really just that. It's supposed to supplement a healthy lifestyle. It's supposed to supplement a um, whole uh, whole foods diet it's not supposed to be the crutch you lean on to achieve um, your fitness goals whether those are you know becoming as athletic as possible improving your general health or whatever it may be you need to focus on all the other aspects on your life um, first and then supplementation or do that in tandem with supplementation that's the sort of thing I fell into is that I was on this journey of becoming more fit more healthy and supplements just became a part of my routine and it drove me into um, building more and more healthy lifestyle habits as I, I got more into taking supplements okay so to sum up 
uh, supplementation. Uh, it's not a replacement for healthy lifestyle habits that you need to build and establish first, and you should be investing in that before you start investing in supplementation. If you do invest in supplements, you want to establish that if it's a nutritional one, you actually have a deficiency, and then two, you want to look for the most bioavailable um, form of whatever you're supplementing, and you want to make sure it's high quality, which means it's dosed properly. It's the most bioavailable form of whatever you're supplementing, and the supplement isn't formulated with any harsh synthetic um, flavor or any harsh synthetic additives that'll be disruptive to your health because you're taking a supplement to improve your health. Uh, so that, that is the main takeaway with basically uh, any supplement and then that applies with um, anything you're going to take for performances. You want to establish that A, um, whatever you're taking is um, to improve your performance has actually been shown to um, do that. And um, you want to make sure that whatever supplement you're getting conforms to the dosage um, used in the uh, trials that um, will where where the improvement was shown. So if let's say you know an effective dose for building muscle for creatine is five grams a day, and a supplement only has two grams per day. Um, two grams per dose, sorry, um, then that's not something you would want to take. And that's going to conform, um, that, that line of things is going to conform um, very well to whatever you plan on taking. So you want to make sure there's um, literature that exists and you want to make sure that the supplement um, um, conforms to the dosage in that literature if you think it's a reason to go ahead and take that supplement. So that, that's really where they'll um, get you in terms of making supplements low quality is that they're not dosed properly and they have a lot of harsh synthetic additives um, in terms of flavorings and colorings and all these sorts of things um, to um, make it more appealing and also to make it cheaper because it's all about um, money at the end of the day but that is um, the basics of it so I do want to do a series a written series on uh, supplementation like I did on nutrition um, that's something that I do plan on doing eventually so we'll be on the lookout for that um, follow my Substack, of course, to keep up with this podcast, to keep up with all my other writings, and we will play the outro now. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being in the Velvet Room with Joker the Fool. Be sure to follow my Substack, velvetroompublishing.substack.com, to read Machine to Man and all my other projects.